Okay, hello everybody and welcome to episode six of the Official Gears podcast. Uh, I'm Alan and I'm joined with my co-host and good buddy, Brian Franks. How's it going, Brian? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Thanks. And uh, we have another special guest. This was a little surprise to us today, but we decided to invite Josh Kuntz back. How's it going, Josh? Hey, good. Thanks for having me back. No problem. I thought it was pretty fun, so thought we'd do it again, right? Uh, well, the special gonna... surprise thing, it makes me sound like I'm, I'm a party crasher. So no. <laughs> I'm completely fine with. You were but, invited. You know. It was a surprise invite to you. It's a surprise yeah. invite. So we're glad to have you back. Uh, so on the last episode, we kind of talked about uh, ticket options and different kind of tickets you can get at Walt Disney World and the annual passes and why you might consider um, different ticket options or an annual pass if that's the case. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about a movie review, um, Disney's Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. Uh, we're going to ask each other, uh, if you could be CEO for a day, what would you do? And we're going to talk a lot about Memory Maker uh, in this episode. So really want to get you guys um, into Memory Maker and why you, this is a great option. So we're going to talk about all those things. Uh, and we have a little bit of sort of recent news to talk about. Uh, so first of all, um, Disney made a little announcement today, sort of announcement. So they uh, presented to the Orange County Task Force and presented their um, prospective opening dates and plans to the Orange County Task Force, which was approved by them. So it still has to go to the governor for approval. Um, but as of the moment, Disney is expecting to do a phased reopening. And that means that they are looking at opening uh, the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom parks on July 11th. And they will then phase in to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, scheduled to open on July 15th. So there's a good bit of information right there. Um, what do you guys think about that? I find it a little interesting that they're going to wait um, almost a whole month after the other parks open. And I know that's probably by design. Because um, as we know, Universal Studios is opening June 5th and SeaWorld shortly after. Uh, we found that out today on the task force call as well. So Disney has a lot to learn. looking at June 11th, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Disney has a lot to learn from how they go about their reopenings. And, you know, I'm really excited to see. We don't have a whole lot of information about what Disney's plans are. But I'm really excited to hear what what they have in store for us, how this is going to work. And, you know, not only phase one, but I want to hear what phase two is because some of the things that they did say they're leaving out at the moment, is that going to be in phase two or is that going to be in phase three? And you know, how long is this process going to play out? And I know a lot of that depends on how the virus situation goes down and how quickly we can see a decrease in numbers, but um, definitely a, a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. And we got a lot of um, generic information today. We got dates, which is great. Uh, and we got some information on what to expect as the parks get ready to reopen. But we are expecting some more um, information in the next couple of days that are going to detail those things out for us a little bit more. So we don't want to share a whole lot about that until we have some more concrete information from Disney. So uh, we will have an episode coming up where we talk about uh, Disney's phase reopening. But at least right now we have dates. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so we do have uh, Universal Orlando is opening all three of their parks right now on June the 5th. SeaWorld will be opening their parks on June 11th, and then Disney will begin their phase reopening on July 11th and July 15th. 
So again, more information to come on that. Uh, we got some great new episodes coming up with Universal as well. You know, Alan, the one thing about uh, Disney waiting for that long, I, I really always enjoy one thing that Disney does and it's they try and get it right. So even if they sure. get something not necessarily wrong, but not efficiently, they, they will work to change that. And I think we saw that with the opening of uh, Rise of the Resistance recently, where the, the policy and how that worked was different in the middle of the week when they opened it. I had some family there and they changed the policy in the middle of it. And we talked about it and I told them, hey, listen, if Disney figures out a better way to do it, they're going to change it midweek. So make sure yep. you're checking every day when you go in the park how that works. And I think yep. that's some good advice here as well, is that um, what they announce later this week may not end up being how they do it uh, yeah. when it comes to July 11th. And it may not be how they do it July 11th. It may not be how they do it July 13th either. So I think it's really good if, uh, if the listeners out there are just double check. Give, uh, give your travel agent a call. Uh, get on uh, the, uh, the internet and just double check. Make sure it's still working how you expected it to work before you go. Right. Yeah. Just and double check your thing, yeah. just double check your internet sites. Uh, we know there's a lot of them out there that uh, are frequently wrong. Yeah. So. Let's check the actual official sites of Disney World, Universal, yeah. and SeaWorld. Um, you know, word of mouth is not always correct. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's why we're being a little cautious. We don't want to share too much information. Um, you know, the one thing we will tell you that is a consistent in all three of the big parks getting ready to open is that they are saying, like it or lump it, um, face mask or face coverings will be required for all guests ages three and up while you're in the parks uh, or while you're at Disney Springs or Universal City Walk, uh, et cetera. So, um, you know, it don't, I wouldn't expect that to change anytime soon. I think the parks no. are going to open and require some sort of face covering. So, you know, a lot of people are concerned about that, but again, we'll, we'll cover more of that in a future episode as we get going as well. Yeah. And I mean, there are some other things, Alan, that you, you know, were mentioned are going to be pretty much the same across the board on all three theme parks and it's reduced capacities, um, no parades, fireworks, shows, that kind of things. No character meets for a little while. We, we kind of expected those announcements to come. Cashless transactions, mobile food ordering, that's going to be standard across the board and maybe standard from here on out for a lot of that stuff um, as far as the cash transactions. Sense. And yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to make for a better experience, a smoother transaction or transition from um, place to place. So, mm -hmm. you know, things may get done a little quicker. I'm with you, Josh. I completely agree. Disney is not above saying we messed up and fixing it. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of companies are stuck in, no, we spent a lot of money on this. This is how we're going to do it until it works right. Disney's very much scratch this didn't work. Let's fix it. We don't care how much money we spent. It's all about the guest and making sure things run efficiently. So yeah, um, I've been saying this entire time, they're going to take what they did at Shanghai, what they're doing at Disney Springs, and what they did at the opening of Galaxy's Edge. They're gonna combine those three things into the best possible uh, visitor experience that they can have. So I'm, I'm on board with a lot of this stuff because I know it has to be done. But I really believe at the end of the day, I think there's gonna be some good that comes out of this that we may not see right now, but five years down the road, we're going to look back and say, this That's was brilliant. This, yeah. Yeah. Like the fast pass system. 
you know, when they started doing that, everybody was like, this, we don't like this, you know, this is not mm -hmm. great. And, but now look at it. I mean, it's people still don't like it, but it is very handy at times for some of those popular rides. Well, the so, magic bands were, what do you mean? Yeah. I have to tap this and tap that in and out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you know, all so, of a sudden everybody's fine with that too. So yes, there, there's going to be some positives that we're going to be able to take out of this that Disney's probably wishing they had the time months ago, years ago to be able to put these things into place. And they just said, we can't shut down long enough to do it. So how do we get these procedures in place without messing up how we currently run things at, at the moment? And this is their perfect opportunity. Well, one of the things they said today on the, on the announcement was they talked about expanding mobile ordering. And yeah. I'll tell you what, one thing that I go through with, with clients all the time is I'll sit there and explain what mobile ordering is. And they go, that sounds complicated. I hate that idea. I'd rather just get in line and pay cash or, or do it's whatever. Just... And I will actually sit there and pull out my phone because I've totally done this before. I've ordered something from Casey's Corner from my house. Now, thankfully, they won't, uh, they, they won't <laughs> fill that order and let it sit there all day or charge my credit card for it. But I'll walk through it with them once and show them and say, listen, it's this easy to do. And once they get it, they come back and they go, wow, that was brilliant. I spent so much less time in line for food. Yeah. In fact, Alan and I did this one time on, on a trip where we were in line at um, Columbia oh, Harbor House. It's, at, yes. At I'm Harbor always House. at Columbia Harbor House. <laughs> it, it was great. And we're sitting there in this huge line and we're listening to this family in front of us fight and bicker over they should have gotten in line an hour ago because now it's going to take them like three hours to get through lines and they're just blowing it out of proportion. And Alan and I look at each other and went, hey, should we mobile order? We were through and had our food in five minutes, maybe. Yeah, I think they were still at the ordering stand when we were walking away with our food. And they were I don't even think they were there yet because I think I went back up to him and went, "Hey, just so you know, if you pull out <laughs> your phone and yeah. like, like I was trying to be right. nice to him, but uh, but I I don't even think they were that close yet. And we had our food. Yeah. And we were sitting down by then. I think one one thing looking forward to this is them saying expanding mobile ordering. I think that's going to make a difference, and that's going to make. Yeah. For your trip when you're going, if you have never mobile ordered before, get used to the idea. Yeah. Play with the app because that's going to be a game changer for a lot of people that I think once you get used to doing that, and especially if it's going to be required or preferred, you're going to go through your trip and you're going to go, why wasn't I doing this all the time? This yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, it charges it right to whatever credit card you link to your account or or back to your magic band. Um, so you pay for it when you check out your resort. I mean, it's it's pretty easy it's pretty quick it cuts down in the lines it's not even you know, so i use mobile ordering a lot at flame tree barbecue and you it's amazing the the amount of looks that i get when i just bypass everybody to go get my food and they're all because <laughs> as we all know flame tree gets really really crowded yep and um you know i just walk right by and pick up my food and go but um not even look just... like they're cheating, like, like you've done something wrong. And how dare I know. You? <laughs> so it's, it's like the it's players when you get people when you go down the fast pass line, like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Um, but even, you know, you don't have to charge it to your magic band. They're now they're saying that they will push um, Apple pay and Google pay more, mm -hmm. um, which I mean, a lot, a lot of people use those. I don't use either one of them. Typically when I go on vacation, I try to use as much cash as possible. So that way I know when I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> um, but I mean, for this kind of Good situation, plan. I, I'm just going to have to sit there and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to adjust and yep. it's going to be temporary. So I'll get over it. But, um, yeah, it's just something we all got to keep in mind and say, you know what, this is, 
this is the way Disney's going to do things. This is going to be the new, the new way we, we handle Disney and you know, it'll be fine at the end. So, and well, I can tell you, like, I'm somebody, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say for, for people like you, Brian, um, I can't imagine they won't find a way to, to incorporate gift cards in there. So yeah, and they still said they'll take cash. So, yeah. but like, if you need a budget and you need something to, to spend yeah. until it's gone, loading up a gift card and, yeah. uh, and using it on there, I'm sure that they're going to find a way to do that. If well, and, I mean, right off. They'll, they'll have I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever done it, but can't you load your gift cards to your magic bank? Uh, no. Okay. You can. So ha what happens if you have gift cards and you, you charge things back to your resort bill with your magic band, you can go down to guest relations and give them your gift cards and have them add it. Or you can do it in the beginning and have a credit, but maybe that's what I've it. done. Yeah. I, just, I know so, I've used gift cards at the resorts at the resort. For yes. Char the, for charges. Correct. I guess it was when I checked out. So yeah, to actually charge to your band though, they want you to have a credit card just in case. Yeah. Which makes sense. So yeah. Because when but you, you buy those fifty Mickey card Mickey bars, you're going to need a way to pay for them because you didn't exactly. Keep track of it, so. I don't but buy yeah. the Mickey bars. I get them free at the after hours. As a snack parties, credit. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> I say as a snack credit. Uh, after hours parties, yeah, so fun. Um, yeah, but One you, you can use gift cards. Well, because you can do that at the after hours parties because yeah. they're included. So yeah, yeah. How, yeah. We, we we did that yeah. as a group and. One of our fellow gears, I think, hit every ice cream cart in the park that night. I, I think he almost ate his weight in ice cream. But uh, me, and, me and Michael did. Me and Michael Carnes, <laughs> we had an ice cream bar and an ice cream sandwich at every hand between every, every ride. And Michael was not throwing his away either. He's like, I'm standing in line. I want to finish it. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I was going to say. I, th I, thought we made weight. Guys, <laughs> I think we made you guys throw him away at Peter Pan. Peter Pan's oh, flight because the, we're sitting Peter there Pan, and yeah. it's... It was a walk-on, and we're like, "When have you ever seen this ride as a walk-on? Toss it, get a new one." When we get and off. we were it's coming, we were coming from from Mine Train too, so we were like, "We got time yeah. to finish this." Yep. No, we didn't. And then okay. we we I think we swallowed one whole just about when we were got to Haunted Mansion because it was basically the same thing. <laughs> and they were like, "You got to finish that." And we was like, "We just got it," because we got it right there at Columbia Harbor House, or the so, cart outside right there. Yeah, yeah, the cart outside of it. Oh, the party so. tickets are so much fun. So they are. Uh, anyway, so we know a little bit about the parks and their mm -hmm. planned reopenings and what's going on with those. Um, so the other thing to point out here before we move on is that um, all of the parks are expecting to have reduced capacity. So we do know that Disney um, will be doing uh, an advanced reservation system. So the, don't you won't details, be able to initially be able to, you know, show up at the gate and buy a ticket and walk in. So, you know, I don't know that too many people do that anymore. So I don't think that would be a huge thing. Your mom? My mom does it. And she yeah. shows up at two o'clock and want, wants to know why it's so crowded. So. <laughs> <laughs> we just booked uh, my, my birthday next year and uh, my mom's going with us. So she's already asking which, you know, dining reservations we can get and things like that. I'm like, yeah, we can't book those till August, mom. But okay, you can start thinking about it now. Okay, but no, it's your birthday. I have upset. to know where you want to go. My mom is, why out. do you? Why do you have to choose where you're going to eat 180 days before you go? It's just how it works, mom. Why can't yeah. you just show up and walk around and do whatever you want? It doesn't work like that anymore, yeah, mom. Not anymore. <laughs> it's not the 80s, mom. If you want a corn dog for every meal, you can wait until the day of. But That's right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on and do a little bit of a movie review. Uh, we got some of that business out of the way. So uh, Brian and I 
Um, Josh hasn't had the opportunity to see the movie yet, but Brian and I recently watched the Call of the Wild, uh, and that is the Harrison Ford Call of the Wild that just came out not too long ago. So, what'd you think, Brian? Uh, I liked it. I um, was a little surprised with some of it. I mean, I, I knew the story, of course, um, but uh, I wasn't sure with how Harrison Ford would play into it because he doesn't show, I mean, he shows up, but he's not a main character until almost halfway through. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was kind of thinking, you know, is this going to be about a, the dog the entire time? And but like I said, I, I really liked it. It was one of those that I think every time it comes on TV, I'll stop and watch. So um, what about you? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, have you seen the original? It's been a very long time. So I'm going to say no, because I honestly don't remember it. It's been um, a long time for me. I'm sure I did because that's our kind of family movie, the kind of thing we do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some of it, like I kind of remembered some of the storyline. Um, but I thought they did a great job with it. It's it's interesting to do an entire film like that with no real dogs. Yeah. Um, and there actually, are points where the... A, yeah? Sorry, I was actually going to ask you guys about that, not seeing it yet. Was that distracting? Because I've heard some people say no. that they were going to be distracted by the fact that the dog wasn't a real dog. It wasn't going to come off quite as real. Did, did, at any point in time, did you guys sit there um, going, wow, this is not a real dog? So, you know, as far as the effects goes, um, they had a little bit of, there was a little bit of comedy to it when it mm -hmm. comes to the dogs. But there were certain times throughout the movie where the dogs did look real. They had yeah. real mannerisms of a, of a real dog. And so, um, and what, was it just the dogs that were animated? Were CGI or was the bear and the Timberwolves? I think they all were. Like, the, the bear, the bear kind of looked like it at one point, but then most of it, he looked real. And same thing with the Timberwolves. They, they appeared to be real. So the effects didn't bother me at all. Um, like I said, there was some comedy to it. So when the dog did do a few things that were very humanistic, I kind of laughed and thought it was cute and everything, but I mean, it was not a distraction whatsoever to me anyway. No, I don't think it was a distraction. And I think um, the imagery is better when they're at a slight distance. So mm -hmm. when there is a close-up on one of the animals at CGI, you kind of get that little haze. It's not a haze. Yeah. It's a, it's just a little bit of an effect that says, yeah, this isn't real. It's a, it kind of makes them look like they're wet all the time. And they're not. It looks like a, it looks like a painting. Sort yeah, of. a little bit, um, but it's. I didn't find it a distraction at all. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought the the dogs that were there um, had pretty good characters fleshed out and mm -hmm. pretty good personalities and things to them. Um, so I was teasing Brian when he made me watch this because uh, I'm a big softy when it comes to animals, and I'm like, "You're a jerk!" You're like <laughs> making me watch this movie that's going to upset me. Um, is, those those were not I, your words, though. No, you had some I, stronger words than that. <laughs> I, in a private conversation i might have but yeah uh it, it i am a huge softy when it comes to animals so um when i was growing up my grandparents managed pet shops um so we've had all kinds of animals um and then i lived on 13 acres for a while where we boarded horses and we had a pig and cow um we've had so many different kinds of animals growing up that i'm just a big animal lover no matter what it is and uh so i get overly attached and i'm like oh this is so sad 
I kept being told, why is this sad? Like, it's, it's got a good ending. Like, yeah. But if you haven't seen it all, yeah, if you're an animal lover, it's it's not bad, but so, I, yeah. I'm a softie and it rips my heart out multiple times. But, you know. Yeah, without giving too, <laughs> without giving too much of it away, though, to Josh or anybody else hasn't seen it, uh, it is very good. And it's, it's not like yeah. Old Yeller where, you know, it doesn't have an ending like that. So no, exactly what was coming to my mind was please don't yeah, tell no. me the Odell. No, 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 no. It's it's no, got, no. it's got a happy ending. It really does. Um, you know, for the for the most part, um, there is an ex- unexpected kind of twist at the end. But if you've read the book or you, you've seen the original, then you know what we're talking about. But yeah. um, I mean, it was it was I thought very well done uh, compared to some of the other CGI movies Disney's done uh, with with the animals because some of those I'm not huge fans of because they talk and things. This dog doesn't talk. He acts like a dog for the most part. So, um, but I'm I like call it. you out on those movies, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did like it. I thought Harrison Ford played that role perfectly. Um, you know, cause of a yeah. miserable old man that, you know, doesn't really know what he's doing in life. And then, you know, this dog comes around and, you know, turns his life around. Yeah. So I, I thought he was perfect for that role. Um, yeah, they built a nice little bond. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and even the other like cast members before that, before the dog gets to Harrison Ford, I felt like they did really well connecting with the dog and connecting the story. So yeah, I agree. pleasantly surprised with the with the casting. Yeah, I mean overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I would totally recommend it. Um, like I said, the only thing that was bad for me is that you know being a little too much of a softy when it comes to animals and. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's nothing horrible. I'll tell you that it's nothing like old yeller moments, but yeah, no. it's just enough to, to make me kind of go, ah, but um, I, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I've forgiven Brian for making me watch it. Um, <laughs> I still have never watched that uh, Marley and me movie yet. I'm told I can't. So. I don't, I don't want to do that one. I yeah, I'm told I can't. I can't watch that one. I won't make it. <laughs> no, I, I feel like my just dog give you is... a judge on where I am. If you're listening, I can't watch Marley <laughs> and me, but this was okay. So I, uh, I, my dog's gotten to the age now where I, I don't want to watch any kind of movies like that because I know that day is coming, you know, yeah. she's, she's, she's 13 going on 14. So yeah. she's a collie. She's, you know, kind of old for her breed. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I can't do those, those kind of movies either right now. So yeah, my boy is, uh, about 10 and a half, almost 11. And, uh, he's got a couple of little things where we're taking him to see El Doctor about lately, but yeah, you know, for the most part, you know, he's doing. He, he's a big breed dog too. He's a uh, Roddy mix, so yeah, he's about seventy-five pounds, and it's get, getting there for an older dog like that too. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's what we Josh, thought of that. Yeah, um, Josh, we uh, you know, speaking of movies, um, any uh, upcoming movies that you're kind of excited to see, Disney or non-Disney? Preferably um, Disney, since that would, that's what we do here. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, let's be honest, you know, with between Disney's recent acquisitions and uh, my passion for Disney, most of the movies I see have some sort of a Disney connection anymore. So, yeah, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm I was disappointed the Black Widow movie got moved. I mean, obviously it needed to, but mm-hmm. um, I really want to just be sitting in a movie theater with a big bucket of popcorn right now, watching a movie. I mean, that's, that's one thing I really enjoy and I really miss. And so um, I'm looking forward to that Black Widow movie. But I also, I'm, I have this strange fascination with the, um, the new Mutants movie, 
which uh, which is now going to be a Disney movie. Uh, which one is that? Released from the. It is. Um, it's going to be the last movie no. in the Fox continuation of the X Men. Yeah, I was trying to think of the name of it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's New Mutants, and um, it the uh, they pushed it off like three or four different times, but um, just I think that will be the first movie I see back in theaters, and so I'm excited for it now. I I don't know how excited I was beforehand, but you know it's it's. It'll be it'll be like my signal to to be back to normal is when I'm in a movie theater, watching that. It'll probably be that one. But um, you know, but just the excitement of of newness past that, it's getting back into the new phases of Marvel and and checking out uh, uh, the Black Widow movie. So, what about you, Al? I agree. I'm kind of looking forward to Black Widow. I think that's going to be good. The uh, they've done a great job with the Marvel series films that I've been seeing. Um, I'm very curious to see what they do with Mulan. So I know yes. it's going to be a bit different. I don't know if there's going to be much music in it. Um, there apparently is no um, Mushu, right? Mushu in this one. So you know, I'm kind of curious to see how they do that. It's a crying uh, shame. I know Mushu was great. Uh, he was such a good part of that movie. But yeah, so I, I'm really curious to see where they go with that. I've liked most of the live action remakes they've done. Um, so I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm unsure about Jungle Cruise. I want to see it. I saw the, uh, the preview and I, I'm, I'm intrigued. So It looks interesting. Yeah. So I can tell you that I also thought um, the, the Jumanji movies would be another tax write-off. But... I was pleasantly surprised at how much fun the Jumanji movies have been. I think um, anytime you get Kevin Hart and the rock together, it's just instant comedy. Yeah. It's hilarious. So it just didn't look like anything to me from the previews and things like that. But yeah, it, no. it was, it was really great. Yeah. Uh, I got a kick for this. So maybe it'll be a similar kind of vein for him. I mean, it still has the rock in it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That, he that's only plays one role. He plays, he a, plays himself, a big tough I think. guy every time. So, yeah. except for the tooth fairy, but we're going to leave that out. So, <laughs> but he did get his smolder before uh, Flynn Rider. So that's true. That he's had true. the smolder down for a while, and it comes naturally. Exactly. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm going to go. Like, of course, I want to see all the Marvel movies. I can see all them anytime they come out. Um, I definitely want to see the Jungle Cruise. Uh, there's a. Uh, movie coming out uh, about the history of David Copperfield that oh. I think could be very interesting. Uh, Mulan, I definitely want to see that one and see how it, how it turns out. Mainly because I feel bad for it. Like it was supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed to be a yeah. hit in the theaters and then this COVID thing happened and they shut down the theaters and now it's just kind of like forgotten. So. Yeah. It's interesting that they didn't release that one to Disney plus yet. I'm curious as to yeah. why. Maybe they'll put it back out in theaters. Maybe they were hoping this would be over and they can get back in theaters and it can make some money. Because yeah. Onward didn't. We can. I think we all will admit Onward didn't make them any money. So, not what they were yeah. hoping for anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, we'll have to see. So, when is Mulan coming out? Honestly, that one was off my radar. I had totally forgotten about it. It was supposed to come out in has... May. So. Yeah, I don't think I it has a new date. It says originally March 27th, so right at the end of March. Yeah. 
Looks like I've got a July. And then I think it was supposed to be May and... on uh, on Fandango right now. So it looks like that will beat my New Mutants to the theater. So that may be my return to the theater, possible. Yeah, the big one to go see. Yeah. The only disappointment will be that uh, if I take uh, my niece or nephews, um, if I start telling them dishonor on you and dishonor on your cow, <laughs> they won't understand it. But they will not. There's plenty of the jokes that I tell that they don't understand, so I'm fine with that. But. The I, dishonor I that on your cow is great. Like, that's just <laughs> one of those classic Disney lines that only Disney people get, but it's hilarious. So. I need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> dishonor oh, on, we you, can dishonor find on you your cow. I, or we can make <laughs> one, I think. Well, and that leads us into our next segment. So, you know, if you're Disney CEO, you can make a t-shirt that says dishonor on your cow. Yeah. So our next segment is if you were Disney CEO for the day in charge of parks, resorts, online media, anything, what would be one thing that you could change or bring back? Josh, you're our guest. You can go first if you want. Sure. Why not? Um, You know, honestly, one thing I love about Disney that's going to be on hold for a bit is uh, the character meet and greets. And so if I had the ability to do something, I would probably do what um, Eisner did at one point. One thing I loved about Michael Eisner and one of the stories I've heard about him is that he walked into Epcot one day and a little kid came up to him and said, why isn't Mickey and his friends in this park? And he was walking around with all of the executives instead of giving the kid the line of, well, I mean, this is more of a cultural experience. And he turned to uh, his staff with him and went, hey, that's a good question. Why aren't they in this park? And they started in on one of those explanations and suddenly stopped when they realized that wasn't what he was looking for. And uh, basically that opened up the uh, character experiences inside of Epcot, which I know can get controversial at times, but uh, as a kid, um, even though Mickey was in some weird space rainbow outfit, I'd I saw Mickey. I was happy. <laughs> um, but you know, why, you know, why not? It's his Epcot spacesuit. It, it's weird, but I love my picture of Mickey in his Epcot spacesuit. Why not? You know, yep. um, it was, it was the beginning of the spaceship character. earth. Exactly. exactly. And I think that's so, where they, they started with, but the idea of moving Mary Poppins and, um, uh, Winnie the Pooh into England, Mulan in, in China, and, uh, you know, they stretch sometimes, but uh, adding some of these characters that don't get a lot of attention in different places into the, uh, the parks and into their countries where they fit, I thought was genius. And so I'd love it to was. see more characters, more um, unique characters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was listening to a podcast one time. And they talked about how Robin Hood and Little John we're meet and greet in Hollywood studios. And I'm thinking, why do I live in Indiana? Why can't I be down there right now? <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you don't see the characters in their classic outfits. I'd love to see yeah. Donald or Goofy just, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's great to see Daredevil Goofy, but yeah, I kind of just want to see Goofy in his, his vest and jeans and big old hat. Um, you know, so I would love to see more character interactions with unique characters and, and just, Something, you know, Chippendale Rescue Rangers just wandering around the park one day. That would make me happy. Um, nobody nobody under 30 would know who they are. Well, Disney Plus, <laughs> they're on there now. So, you know, um, and I've gotten my niece and nephews to uh, to recite different lines from, um, uh, from 
Darkwing Duck. They, oh. I got them to recite things from Darkwing Duck that they have no idea what they're talking about, but but they like the I will just say them and they'll repeat them. So it's it's great for me. But um, I think you start putting them out there and kids will start connecting yeah. with them, uh, especially now that we've got the whole back catalog of everything on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. kids are That's discovering true. these things now That's and true. and so. But I mean, I'm going to abuse my power as CEO and and <laughs> I want. Scrooge McDuck out there in his blue coat, you know, stuff like that. That'll make me happy. Yeah, he's one he's of those you don't see much other than the holidays. He's not out there as often. Yeah, they've got him in Animal Kingdom now uh, yeah, in his yeah. red coat that he wears in the new series. Um, yeah. So, you know, which was great. I, I made a beeline for that park when I found out that they were there and waited in yeah, line. Yeah, Launchpad is over there now. You don't see him very often anymore either. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I stood in line as a grown adult without any children in both lines to get my pictures taken and you know, I'm okay it. with that. I'm fine. Me I would be too. Yeah. Me too. What about you, Alan? Uh, so this might not be the most politically correct thing. Uh, and I would say that uh, I think they've done, done a long, gone a long way with this recently with everything that's going on in the world, but um, take a little better care of the cast members. Um, yes. The cast members need a living wage. Um, you know, it's the cast members who make the experiences and a yes, lot of times is. they work for, you know, minimum wage, maybe slightly above. Um, and a lot of people do it just because of their love of Disney and what it is. Yes. You know, they're not there to make a ton of money, but it'd be nice if, you know, they, they had a little more of a living wage. Um, so I will say that Disney um, very kindly uh, continued to pay many of the cast members from the parks for quite some time after the parks closed, uh, whatever their normal schedules were. So I think that was very good. And even when um, the pay had to stop, which at some point it did, if you're not working, right? I, I don't blame mm -hmm. them for that. Um, even when the pay had to stop, they still took care of their medical benefits and insurance. Yeah. So to me, that is something that they're doing to help take care of the cast members. Um, but I think a little, little bump in pay to get them up to um, not having to work multiple jobs to be able to you know, support the place they love would be a good thing. So controversial or not, that's one as a former cast member, I still believe in. Um, and the other thing I would say that I really miss and I really want to see brought back is some sort of nighttime parade at Disney World. Mm -hmm. Since Spectra Magic left, they brought back Main Street Electrical Parade for a brief period and then it's gone and we've had no nighttime parade for a while. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Happily Ever After is great. It's a great show and it's great that they do it. Um, but I do miss a nighttime parade. It's Disney and Disney's about parades and characters. And yeah, you know, I would love to see, which has not been announced, but I would love to see a new nighttime parade come back to the magic kingdom for the 50th anniversary. And I know yeah. that's hard right now with the, the whole state of the world, we're in crowds, but that's what I would like to see. And um, I really enjoyed Spectre magic, the new version of the nighttime parade that came after main street electric parade. Um, but I would like to see more of, the original or something along the lines of the original electrosynthomagnetic sound. Cause that to me, you know, nothing says Disney like the music of the Main Street Electrical Parade. That just takes you back and makes you, you know, a kid again. That's great. Yeah. So I kind of miss that. There's a couple of things that I, I would consider. Yeah. I, um, I don't see how they like, why they can't do both. Like the, um, Phantasmic you know, the, the, Parade. Yeah. Um, because it, it, they're totally different experiences. 
Like yeah. you had the projection show have, on the castle. Yeah, they so. used to have fireworks and the parade. You know, yeah. now they upped the castle show. I get that. As you say, the castle show is just five minutes longer. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I see them. You know, doing both. I think it's feasible. Um, as far as the cast members, I'm with you. They make the experience for a guest. They really mm-hmm. do. And I know it's easy, and I'm not saying that you know you're one of these people, but it's easy for people to say Disney has all the money in the world. Why can't they do it? Well, Disney does have all the money in the world, but they also have a lot of expenses that they mm-hmm. have to pay out as well. Um, I mean, they have one of the, if not the largest employee payrolls in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, I mean, it's easy to sit there and say, pay them, you know, whatever they want, but they do deserve more, um, especially more credit. Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen that over the last couple of months from Disney and from all the fans, how much we appreciate everything that cast members do for us while we're on vacation. Because without them, you're just at a Six Flags, just about, you know, no knock on Six Flags, but Six Flags and Disney is completely different experiences. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I definitely agree. Take care of our cast members. That's why when you're at a resort, when you're on Disney cruise, you know, whatever it is, tip your cast members, the people that clean your rooms, your state rooms, tip your, your waiters, you know, tip them, you know, as, as best you can because they they are the ones that make your experience so um but i'm gonna go position where you can't tip them you can go to guest relations and leave a compliment that will get back to them so you just take the name of the cast member where they worked in about the time that you encountered them at that location and you can present that to guest relations and that does assist them as well and uh, yeah that that goes a long way and i mean Mm -hmm. to me always working you know in, in a workplace I appreciated the compliments just as much as I employed a rate, you know, enjoyed a raise or, you know, anything like that. Um, comp- we all want to be complimented for doing exactly. a good job. So, and, but there are backside perks to getting compliments for cast members. Um, you know, the more compliments that cast member gets, the higher, you know, in management's eyes that they, you know, appear. So um, definitely take care of your cast members, but I'm along with lines with Josh on some of my answers. Um, one is ticket pricing. I, I would go down in ticket pricing a little bit, you know, or at least not raise it. I understand we have to have ticket pricing the way it is because expenses, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like just give, give some people a break for a little while <laughs> with the yeah. ticket pricing. Make make it affordable for families to go again because that's one of the bigger things we hear as, as agents is I want an affordable vacation. Um, and it's hard to get that for some people sometimes, you know. I, everybody needs to be able to experience Disney once in their life. And I would just like to be able to make that happen for everybody, but. Right. And everybody's uh, affordable is not the same number. No. Everybody's affordable is different. So we want to yeah. help try and find, make that affordable for what's in that family's budget, what that family's yeah. affordable is. Yes. Um, but I'm with Josh. I want more. I mean, and they have done a really good job of this lately over the last several years, but I want more characters. I want it to be, and I know it's not possible, but I want it to be where characters is just roaming again. And you, you're just, you, you get off a ride, you just turn a corner and all of a sudden there's Peter Pan just, just walking around. I mean, I know he does a little bit. Um, so let's just say Tarzan. We hardly ever see Tarzan at the parks. Let's see Tarzan walk around. Let's see. I saw him at Animal Mary Kingdom Poppins. last time and there might be a reason. <laughs> yeah. Not um, everybody fits the build 
for Tarzan no. and a loincloth. Yeah. Like I could definitely not be out there as Tarzan <laughs> and a loincloth. But uh, let, it would terrify people. But yeah. Let, let's see for Bert reasons. for Mary Poppins. Um, yeah. Let's see Geppetto. Let's see Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket. Uh, let, let's just, let's go back to seeing some of those classic people just kind of walking around a little bit and then bring back Toontown. I loved Toontown when it was there. And you, you walked in, there was Mickey's house, there was Minnie's house, Pluto's, you know, uh, dog house. You had Goofy's, Donald's. Um, bring it back to Magic Kingdom. You know, I just, I really enjoyed that when I was there. And I like the Dumbo attraction they have now, but I'd much rather, I think, have Toontown. So. Well, but you could still, over there in the Toontown Circus, you could still put the houses back or something. You could. Yeah, you could. But then just, just kind of make a whole land. Everybody's always asking for new lands, new themed areas. Bring that one back and just do because it up. Because there is a Toontown well. in Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple but attractions do, and a new one going out there. Do it like uh, Main Street. Just do a Toontown Main Street where you have Fire Hall, you have a City Hall, General Store, and then you have the characters' houses. Just yeah. do it up Toon style. So. Those are mine. I see you thinking, Josh. I actually, can I jump? Well, first off, are you are you advocating they get rid of Main Street the way it is right now? Oh no, 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 you're going to start a fight in the comments here. Uh, No, just add Uh, a separate Main Street. (laughs) Okay, just want to clarify that so you didn't get hate mail coming here. So uh, an additional Main Street. You know, I like the Main Street Bakery, so that's got to stay. Yes. So. Yeah, but you'd, you'd have people picketing in front of your house and they don't even know where you live yet, but they would find you if you said to get rid of Main Street. So I just want to <laughs> clarify that there. But no, actually, I was um, thinking about um, the discussion about cast members and um, some of the stuff you guys have said to, to recognize them. And actually, it goes back to my getting my picture with Launchpad. I gave my camera, my phone to, uh, to a cast member. And I'm not kidding. She took like 40 pictures of me with Launchpad. It made my day. And I've been told at one point in time that if you tweet something to uh, Walt Disney World, they watch their social media like hawks. Mm-hmm. They do. And so, and they're always getting bad complaints of mm-hmm. this was mis- You ruined my vacation. Do you know how much I'm paying? You know, the things you hear walking around the park, you know, all the mm-hmm. time from, from people upset and hot and overheated and going off on their kids. So, um, when they get a positive comment, they are all over that. And so I, I actually just looked it up. I tweeted out to them. I, I sent a picture and said, hey, this cast member was amazing. She took so many pictures on my phone. Completely unexpected. Made my day. Five minutes. They're, they're messaging me back directly going, hey, this sounds like a, a character interact, interaction. And it sounds like somebody who, who's a character handler. Is that right? Is she over here? Like they're trying to pinpoint who she is mm-hmm. so that, you know, at least what you said earlier, Brian, they're making a mental note. That person's going to get some kudos uh, in their manager's eyes, at least. So if that doesn't help them immediately, if they don't do something special for them, the very least when it comes time for raises or promotions, hopefully that person's remembered because um, somebody took the time to, to say something positive to them. So um, yeah. And when you go through those like that, they, they think it actually, they get something actually. So if they get commented, I think they, um, you know, get lunch credits or things like that. I, I can't remember exactly what it is that they're doing now, but there is some sort of recognition program 
that I believe the cast members get something when they identify who the cast member is. So that's that's great. It's great. Very cool. Here. Feedback. Yeah. And some of those Good cast members that with. don't accept tips can just make your trip. Um, yeah, and that's the thing we were talking about. You know, making sure you tip uh, when you're on a cruise line. Tip your servers. Tip your cabin attendants. Um, you know, when you are uh, at the parks, if you tip your servers um, and your bartenders. Uh, and even at the resorts, you can actually tip your housekeeping staff when they're coming and going. Um, it's not as common, but it can be done. And some of the attractions, some of the um, cast members are not allowed to accept tips. So, you know, that's the best time to provide that compliment and go to guest relations or tweet something out to the guest relations number that gets back to them so they get that opportunity. Yeah, we ran into that on the Disney Wonder. We took a, uh, a trip on there. And uh, Benny, if you ever listen to this, character uh <laughs> attendant amazing and so but uh i wanted to tip him i like took it to guest relations it's like they went no he can't accept tips that's not allowed and but they did yeah. give me a form and said write something up and we'll make sure we take care of him and so um you know i tipped my waiter and my housekeeping and all that but i spent probably 20 minutes writing that thing up because he just i'm not kidding he made our trip every time we saw him um you know i mean we had a a time where the, the boat kind of had some issues and and so the character lines were were long and and he was doing his best and guests were giving him grief and i felt so bad for him and we talked yeah. to him later on and he was like oh that was so hard but but you thanks for understanding and every time we saw him for the rest of the week he just went out of his way to make our make our day and and i'm not kidding he made our trip so and he and he was a character handler um, i don't know if it's something they're teaching anymore either but um some of those servers and lifeguards and people that are out there like you're saying you hand them a photo your phone and say hey can you take a, a picture for us i've had several flip that phone around and start doing selfies with them in the photo with us i think that's hysterical i think that's great interaction <laughs> so i don't know if they're teaching them that anymore but yeah it, it's a lot of fun yeah well, so of, i think we need to as i say speaking on. of taking pictures yeah brings us right to our next topic memory maker what the heck is a memory maker brian so um if you guys aren't familiar with a memory maker if you're not familiar with walt disney world or any of the locations disney has photographers spread out kind of all over the park and they are called photo pass photographers where they will go and they will take your picture for you so you can actually be in the picture with your family and i know josh last time you were on this you kind of talked about that uh, where you were not in the picture very often and it was like a, you know you were almost not there um, you know this the memory maker allows it to where you can actually be in the pictures with your family and the Disney photo pass photographers will take your picture they will scan your magic band and it will link to your memory maker which is attached to your uh, magic band and your my Disney experience so you can have all those pictures throughout your whole vacation in one central location and they're for you to purchase and you can bring them home with you, print them off. You can make different, uh, put different backgrounds on, um, up, you know, there's little borders and yeah. um, stickers um, you can put on them that have the year and things like that. You can put cool. calendars, you can make mugs with them. You can just do all the different sorts of things with these pictures on your memory maker, which is just basically the, uh, name for all of your pictures with inside your my Disney experience app so um, Alan you want to tell them how much like what the price is and what's all included in that package 
Yeah, so when you purchase your memory maker, we always recommend that you purchase it in advance. So if you are going on a Disney World vacation, you can purchase that memory maker at least three days before you arrive. And the price would be $169. So if you break that down over a four or five day trip and all the different photos you can get, uh, it seems kind of pricey, but it's not bad. Um, and if you do not purchase the memory maker in advance, uh, then it's $199. So this is not per person either. This is per package, basically. So if you have, you know, two families traveling together on two different rooms, but you're all linked together through My Disney Experience as friends and family, um, it only takes one person to get the memory maker. And all of the photos that everybody takes are available. And uh, if you can download them and do it from there. So $169 currently if you purchase it in advance, $199 if you don't purchase it in advance. Um, that does entitle you to unlimited digital downloads of all the photos that are taken. And I will tell you, my mom travels with us a lot. I don't even know how many photos we get anymore because um, you get so many things. So um, what's included in that are all the attraction photos. So when you are on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, when you are on Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, when you are on Splash Mountain, um, Expedition Everest, all these attractions, dinosaur, that have ride photos, the ride photos are included in those. Um, many of those ride photos do uh, a bit of a video. So like when you are on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you not only get the photos of you on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you get a great little video of you riding the ride. Same thing with Tower of Terror. So that one gives you a photo and you actually get a little video um, about the ride and your experience on the ride. So there's some really cool things you get with those with those attraction photos. Uh, you get the character dining photos. So if you are going to a character dining location anywhere and there are photographers there, you get the pictures with them. Uh, they just scan your magic band. Uh, whenever you do character meet and greets in the parks and there's a photographer there, uh, you get all the pictures that the photographers take included. Um, and some of those are the best we've seen. You know, when your kids are meeting their favorite character for the first time and you're there and excited and trying to help them um, through this experience, a lot of times the parents are getting the autograph books out and things like that. These PhotoPass photographers are grabbing these candid shots of the first time your kids walk up and see their favorite character. And you might not have caught it, but that expression on their face and, and things like sometimes they're getting, those make the whole thing right there. Um, you can download those photos. They start at about $14.95 per photo if you download one. So if you don't buy a memory maker, you know, 10 photos that you download, you're gonna be at 150 bucks. So I can tell you, we often come home with like 200 photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, we're, we're like that. You get them all, it's great. Um, if you're an annual pass member, you actually get the memory, memory maker included in your annual pass for the length of your annual pass. So every time you go back, you have it. So when I travel with family as an annual pass holder, my family doesn't buy the memory maker because I have it and we're all linked together. So all my family can see the photos and get the photos um, we can download for them. So it, it's a really great deal. Um, and they also include something called magic shots. And Brian and Josh are going to tell you a little bit more about magic shots. Yeah. So um, before I get into the magic shots, I just want to go back and touch on something that you said. Um, mm -hmm. So the uh, photo pass photographers, it's completely complimentary service. Mm -hmm. um, they will take as many photos with their camera as you want them to, and they will also take the pictures with your camera as well. Sure. Mm -hmm. The difference is you're not carrying, well, most of us aren't carrying around a professional camera throughout the park. 
So the camera quality on a lot of these pictures is so much better with the Disney PhotoPass photographer in them. So Plus they're set for the lighting and everything. Yeah. It's, you know, they know how to do the adjustments and you get yeah. a nice clean shot most of the time. Yeah. So those, those candid I shots. That up that all you, time. <laughs> <laughs> so those candid shots that you were talking about, they come through so much more clear mm-hmm. through the PhotoPass photographers because of their camera system. And they, they just know what they're doing. Well, we're trying so hard to rush to get these pictures because it may be the only time that we're going to see this kind of shot. And so they're just set up to do it. So the quality of pictures on these, the, the photo pass photographers, the memory maker, they're just really good quality pictures that you just most of the time aren't going to get with your setup. So, and it's somebody who carries like large camera around in the parks, uh, at least used to quite often. There's something to be said about not doing that. I mean, I've yes. taken a setup where I've got my, my uh, digital camera, interchangeable lenses, a flash. This stuff's heavy. And that stuff is cumbersome. I mean, at that point, I'm and carrying hot. around a purse. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I sling it over my shoulder. It hangs on my side. I'm that's that's what I'm carrying. That's what I that's what I call it. Uh, you know, trying to be funny, but I've got to figure out what to do with it on roller coasters. Yeah. I need you gotta to worry about figure out what stolen. to do with dinner. Yeah, got to worry about getting stolen. Got to worry about leaving it at the restaurant I was just at. Mm-hmm. All things. Well, it hasn't been stolen yet, but all things that have happened other than that. Um, there's something to be said about throwing my phone in my pocket to get the, the uh, occasional shot that I want to get with my iPhone and not carrying the photography equipment yeah. around and just letting Disney do it because yeah. it's just nice to be able to vacation and not feel like I need to be taking photos or my vacation is going to be ruined. Yeah. And I know cell phones are great and they, they're starting to take really, really good pictures. Um, but I don't, if you have the time to set them up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't take pictures. I'm not a big person. Like if you get a picture with me in it, consider yourself lucky. Cause I'm just not one of those that I just go take pictures everywhere I go. It's not what I do. I'd rather ex- actually experience it. But when I'm at Disney, it's a little different because I just have to stand there. They tell me what to do, take a picture. And, I, and then I just walk off, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not, you know, Oh, I don't like this. We got to redo it. It's, that kind like of sums up Brian, done. though. Yeah, just be here, do this, and then Brian's like, "Okay, I'm in it." <laughs> in fact, I was looking at pictures the other day with Brian in the, from a, from a conference we were all three at, and he's not even smiling in there, and he's the main focal point of the photo. Like he's dressed up, and he's not even smiling in the photo. He's looking like, "Can you just take this and be done already? I'm tired." Yeah, I I, just, so. I don't do pictures, and and Alan said, "Like if the wind blows, I'm going with it." So just <laughs> count your blessings. You got one with me, but um. Well, I want to give you back. two quick, two quick stories on yeah. Memory Maker and why they make it worth it. So, um, a couple of years ago, we took my brother and sister-in-law, my mom and my nieces, and my nieces didn't know they were going. And um, my two youngest nieces had never been, and they were six and eleven at the time. So, our first night there, we uh, actually went into Hollywood Studios and we took them on Tower of Terror. I have to tell you. The picture of my two youngest nieces, the one's got her hands slapped against her face, screaming like the kid from Home Alone. And the other one has got a death grip on two of our arms or like just sheer terror on their face. That photo alone was worth the memory maker. Um, and, and there's one other one I'll just mention really quickly and briefly that um, before memory maker came out, I made the wise choice now to purchase a photo of uh, my family on Splash Mountain. Uh, my grandmother and my mom and brother had come to visit me when I was in Florida. And uh, we, 
we got my grandmother on Splash Mountain, but we kind of tricked her because we knew she wouldn't do the drop if she saw it. So we got her on Splash Mountain and uh, we took the photo of her coming down the last drop. And little did we know at that time that uh, she had already started her battle with cancer and we lost her 13 months later. So that is a cherished photo in my family now of, of grandma on Splash Mountain screaming her head off as she goes down the hill. So little things like that, man, that's, you get a couple of great photos, a couple of great shots. That $169 is well worth it. And you're going to yeah. get a boatload more than two or three shots. You're going to get a ton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah when, so back to the magic shots though. Oh, yeah. Okay. So magic shots are special pictures that Disney photographer, photo pass photographers will take where they add basically what it says. They'll add a little bit of magic to it. You don't see it at the time. Most of the time when they're taking the pictures, because it's a special touch they do when they're editing the pictures. And there are four different types of magic shots. The first one, you have the tiny world magic shot, which is an awesome 360 degree capture experience that puts you in the middle of a high flying action like when visiting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And Alan, you actually have one of those, don't you? I do, I have a couple. So it's really cool. What it is, is there's this um, camera kind of on a ball on a stick and it sits up, you know, just above your head level. And they have everybody kind of stand around in a circle and they take this round shot. And it, it makes it look like basically you're standing on this little tiny globe, you know, standing out in, in three dimension almost and everything around it. It's a really cool shot. It's really cool. Josh, do you have one? I do not, but um, I've, I've seen them a, a number yeah. of times and I've been pretty jealous that I haven't been able to get one. The line. You got a line. Went, yeah. The line when we went in February was a good 30 people long. So that's a cool little shot. One then either. Uh, the second one is a super zoom magic shot, which is a burst of photos that come together as a dynamic video featuring you and your family enjoying either Cinderella's castle or Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And Alan, you and I were talking a little while ago that we're not so sure if Cinderella's castle is doing it, but yeah, it have in the it's past on the website. And, it, and it's still on the website. So we just, we haven't seen it recently. Um, but if you guys are in the parks, definitely check that one out as well. Um, then you have your animated magic shot, which are your photos are embellished with animated effects and music. Uh, if you've ridden Mind Train, you have seen it. Tower of Terror has one. I'm sure there's a couple other rides that I can't think of at the time. Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger yeah. Spin. That's right. Buzz Lightyear has it. And basically, it's your attraction photo with some animation to it. Uh, and then they add some music. Uh, so it's a pretty cool little five, 10 second video once they add all the details to it. Um, the last one, though, is my favorite, which is the Disney magic shot. And it's where photographers will add either up to from one to 40 different special effects, props or characters, et cetera, into your photo with you. And these are the ones that you don't see most of the time when they're adding them because it is most of the time a character that's positioned somewhere in your picture and they will tell you to pose a certain way. So when they tell you to pose, you can pretty much kind of guess who it's gonna be. Um, but they're still really cool shots. And some of the different ones are for the different characters. Um, in Animal Kingdom, you have Pumbaa. Uh, Epcot, you have Mushu. You have Dumbo in Magic Kingdom. And Figment is also in Epcot as well. And those are specific to the parks, like those certain parks. So they, you won't see a whole lot of crossover. So you're not gonna see Figment in Magic Kingdom um you won't see pumba and epcot so that's really cool because you said there's up to 40 different versions of these and you, 
there are certain people who go around and they collect the magic shots. Mm-hmm. And I know um, Disney has a Facebook page specifically for this, um, where they will kind of tell you which magic shots are available, which characters are new, where you can find them, things like that. And it's, do we ever figure out the name? Is it Disney Photographers Plus or PhotoPass Photographers? Uh, I was just looking at it. Okay. It was. Well, you're looking that up though. Um, you know, we said, or I said, those are available for certain parks. Each park has their own certain magic shots. Um, each party and after hours event also have their own certain magic shots. So when you go to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, you're going to have your Halloween type magic shots with the headless horsemen. You'll have some with um, like a boiling witch's pot in front of you. Uh, the Christmas party has some as well. And then we were recently there in February and we did the villains after party. And there were certain villains magic shots that you don't get any other time of the year. And one of my favorite was the photographer told us to act afraid and look over to our right, I believe. And then once we looked at the picture, Scar was standing right next to us. And so that, that is one of my favorite magic shots that again, you only get at the villains after party. So what are y'all's, some of y'all's favorite magic shots? Probably my favorite is the, um, is when I got taken at the Halloween party. Uh, one night we were walking out and uh, it was a really tiring day. My, my niece is probably about five or six at the time. She's just exhausted and she's wiped. So we all go outside, she's in a stroller um, and we're about to leave. And, I, and one recommendation I've, I've got to make to everyone is ask for magic shots. When you see a photographer, yes. you take your picture. Next question is, hey, do you have any magic shots? Don't be shy about that because they are more than happy to do them most of the time. And they'll run through and say, I've got these three, or I'm not allowed to take any in this position, but that guy over there has this rare one. Yes. And I'll be in line for that one next. But um, so we, we walk out, we're about to leave and it, it's, uh, you know, Hey, do you have any magic shots? And they went, Oh, we've got a magic shot and said, everybody on the other side of this line, look at the other side of the frame and look like you're scared out of your mind. And so we're all like, looking terrified in this picture and uh probably 10 foot tall headless horseman is next to us in the photo <laughs> they didn't even tell us what it was going to be yeah the best part is my niece has passed out she's just exhausted from the day but so all of us are looking terrified and she is just sound asleep in the stroller it looks like she passed out from fear so it's uh it's one of my favorite shots but uh any anytime you're at a photo pass photographer ask for magic shots yeah, and, and a lot of them will tell you that I can't do it because they don't have that specific set right there. Um, now, there are up to three different versions, like you said, that the, you know some of them can do it one time. Um, so they'll kind of rotate it. But there's um, certain places within the park that you know those specific magic shots are designed for. Like the one that we have of Mushu is... Um, you know, right next to Milan's meet and greet in the garden. And they said to kind of look surprised and point down. And so we're, we're pointing down. And then when we went back and looked at our memory maker, Mushu's sitting there dancing or something, you know, right underneath our fingers. So that was a really cool one. My daughter's got one where she's holding out her hand and Tinkerbell is sitting right in her hand, right in front of Tower of Terror. That's one of my favorite magic shots because it looks like Tinkerbell is literally sitting right in her hand, but then with the backdrop of Tower of Terror and the Boulevard, it's just a really cool shot. It's just so clear 
Um, and again, you don't get those shots unless you have the photo pass photographers take them. So, in certain locations, so like there is one I've seen where Mickey is sitting on a bench, kind of looking up at you. So if you're not near a bench, obviously they can't do one because it's, it's yeah. you know, Mickey sitting down on a bench somewhere. So, you know, there's certain things that they can do in certain areas and not in others. So it's really cool. Um, the PhotoPass website seems to have changed. So it's just, I just did DisneyPhotoPass.com uh, and it took me to their site where you can log in uh, and see your photos, but you can also do it through the My Disney Experience app. Uh, so there's a couple different ways to access them. They may be doing some changes with that, with the new things coming to the app right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, but definitely you can get them through the My Disney Experience or uh, my photo, DisneyPhotoPass.com. We'll link you through to it. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. ones too is um, the Hitchhiking Ghosts. You can get sometimes outside the Haunted Mansion. It's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. So the, the Facebook group that Alan and I were talking about, or Alan was looking up and I was talking about, is the Disney PhotoPass service on Facebook. Um, they will yes. often leak out the newest uh, PhotoPass magic shots that are available, and they'll tell you where they are. So yes. you can go in Animal Kingdom and look them up. Um, they're really good photos, and it just adds an extra creative thing to your vacation. There's some really cool light-up ones they do after dark, too. So if you are over... Yeah. Um, near near small world and peter pan there's the rapunzel tower is over there um so they actually have one of the light up lanterns and you can get your picture with a light up lantern um sometimes near um the alice's teacups um the mad hatter tea party uh they have a light up lantern you can get pictures over there i've seen a lotus blossom um over in china so there's some really cool things you can do uh memory maker in the photo pass is just such a great thing it really is. Um, and so one thing we want to make sure we do is uh, we want our, our folks out there listening. Um, if you've done the memory maker, do you have a favorite Photoshop, uh, favorite magic shot that you've gotten? Um, put them in the comments. We'd love to see them. Let us know what you're seeing about those magic shots and how much fun that is. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing I was going to say. I would love to see everybody else's magic shots. Um, I'll post a couple of my favorites and we can just kind of compare because you may have one that I don't have that I want to make sure I get next time I go, if it's still offered. Mm -hmm. So, yep. There's some cool ones out there. So, yeah. So you know, show, show about, us your magic shots. Well, we're talking about the, the magic shots and the photo pass, the photo pass to begin with. Keep in mind that if you are not an annual pass holder and you buy the, um, the memory maker, there is an expiration date on it. So uh, I think I mentioned on yes. the last show, that I got on there like a couple days late and I've lost all my pictures from my first adult trip to Disney world with my wife. Um, I have the photo pass card because that reminds me one don't mess up like that again. Um, <laughs> but two, that's, that's all I've got. I've got the photos that I took on, on my phone and on our, our, uh, on our uh, camera and I have that card and that, you know, I had some great photos and they're in my head still, but that's all they'll ever be. So if you are purchasing this, Keep in mind that once you activate the memory maker, you have 45 days to download those photos. So you don't need to necessarily do it at the park. Feel free to do that and post it right up on social media, tag us in it. We'd love to see it, but um, make sure that when you get home, you've applied all the stickers, you've applied all the borders and that you've downloaded those before those 45 days are up. 
Disney will email you. They'll remind you. They don't right. want you missing out on that. They want you to have a good time. You've paid for this yeah. and they want you to take advantage of it. But don't forget about it because once they're gone, I've heard some rare cases where, where technical services can help, but that's very rare yeah. and not the usual answer. You, the usual answer is they're gone because they've been wiped from the system. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there was an update to the system not too long ago as well that you used to be able to do the borders and little stickers and um, cropping and things like that, that we're talking about. You used to be able to do those through the app, um, but now apparently that's only available when you log in through an actual desktop computer. So that's apparently no longer in the app. So just keep that in mind. But there's some really cool um, effects you can put in. Um, I don't know if it's still there. I haven't looked at it recently, but like my nieces, when my nieces did Jedi training um, and they were you know up on stage in their robes with their lightsabers, we turned that into kind of like a baseball trading card that had the light speed um, blurring stars around them and we put their name on them. That was pretty cool. So they have kind of like a, a trading card from Star Wars from themselves when they were Jedi training. There's really cool things you can do. Yeah. We you guys um, ever have you guys ever messed with your magic shots with the stickers? Um, I've seen some some great ones before Figment was available in Epcot. People would take the the magic shot of Tinkerbell with with her in the hand and they would apply a sticker of Figment over the top of it. So oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there are some great opportunities to mess with those stickers and, and get some extra special magic shots that you weren't anticipating. Um, or on a rare occasion for whatever reason, technical services doesn't apply the magic shop appropriately or the magic shot appropriately. And so you have this great picture of you standing with your hand in the air for no apparent reason. Um, a lot of times <laughs> oh, if you're with, I got one of those. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, That's I got one of those. those. <laughs> it's well, there, so there's two, like my picture, my picture with Figment, I look like I'm dabbing because of where he, that he's placed. <laughs> um, and then the other one, we, it was two years ago at conference and the lady sat there and said, hold your hands out like this. And so I'm holding my hands out. And she said, pucker up. So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to kiss Tinkerbell. This is going to oh. be awesome. It's the frog I've from T one, uh, Princess yes. and the Frog. Yeah. I did not see like, that coming. Oh, That's on you, man. That's a you great picture, though. Disney movie. Uh, you yeah, have to but... post that one for our listeners. They'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> so, so real quick, three things you can do with that. If you're within those 30 days, 30 to 45 days of taking the photos and downloading the photos, if you contact Disney Photo Pass, they have an email address up on the website. You contact them and you let them know about the photo. Even send them a copy if the photo, if you've got the photo, but the magic shot wasn't applied. Sometimes they can go back in and apply those for you. Um, so it's, it's worth a shot. Also, if yeah. for some reason a photo is missing from that collection, I've had some clients do that where they call me and, or they'll email me and they'll say, we have this great family photo. It is not in there anywhere. And mm -hmm. my next answer is tell me what you were wearing. Tell me what time you had the photo taken. Uh, do you have any other photos from that day? And if and if you have those, you can contact Disney Photo Pass through that uh, through that email address. And because sometimes they get linked to the wrong account, yeah, and they yeah, can go back and it find happens. Them. It definitely mm -hmm. happens. It, it's technical. It happens sometimes. Yeah, and but again, Disney wants you to have fun, so they want to get this right for you. So give them a chance. If you're within those 45 days, but you're already away from the park and they can't do anything about it, we'll have a sticker on that thing. You know, at least have mm -hmm. something. But the third thing that I found is that there are Facebook groups that are dedicated to uh, doing uh, Photoshop on Disney photos or adding some Disney magic to that. And so while this isn't officially part of the Disney photo pass thing, if you've got one of these pictures that Brian has where uh, <laughs> Figment's just way out of the background or you've got your hand in the air for no reason whatsoever, um, 
find out, find one of these groups and just post the picture and say, hey, uh, you know, for some reason the magic didn't make it this photo. Can you help me out? And you'll be amazed at what some of those editors will do. I follow a couple of those pages just to see those photos because they're ridiculously amazing what some of these editors can do just with some, some spare time and a love for Disney. So all hope is not lost or hope is not lost for you, Brian, even <laughs> years out, you might be able to get some magic added to that photo. But don't uh, fix I'm the one with the frog. frog. Yeah, keep the one with the frog. Oh that's no, we, we all want the picture of the frog. That's a, and again, that's on you for not knowing you were kissing a frog. I don't know what you thought you were kissing, but I thought it was Tinkerbell. I really did. So. When have you ever seen anybody kiss Tinkerbell? Oh, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking I might actually like end up eating her, but like, <laughs> so. but oh you know, take take the photo that you have of just you standing there with nothing in your hand, throw it up in one of those groups and see what they put in because yeah. they'll they'll have some fun with it. And I, I will firsthand say that I think the memory maker is worth it because we went for our, uh, for our honeymoon and for our honeymoon, of course, we took picture after picture, after picture, after picture, after picture. We were there for three days. We did a land and sea package, um, which I wish they had again, but uh, we took so many pictures in those three days. It would have cost a fortune for us to print those off if we didn't have the memory maker because it's, you know, uh, I don't remember prices have gone up since then, but I think we have one of the big 45 page albums that Disney sells. And it's, I mean, it's, it's full within like four pictures on each page. And I mean, again, it would have cost us a fortune if we printed paid for every single one of those to be printed off versus having the memory maker and getting a little bit of a, you know, the deal that way. So well, and that's something that we didn't mention. So these are digital downloads, so you can download them uh, to your computer and have them. But when you download them, you do actually get a release um, when you purchase the memory maker that comes from Disney. So you can actually take these digital photos to, mm -hmm. you know, Walgreens, Walmart, um, Target, who, wherever you go and get your photos printed nowadays, the places online. Um, sometimes those are copyright photos because they have, you know, characters in them or things like that. But you do get a release that says, yes, you purchase these photos and you're allowed to yeah. print them for personal use. So um, you can frame them and put them up. Um, I know when we took the family a couple of years ago, like I said, with my mom, uh, we actually had uh, a blanket printed out uh, with the whole family in front of the castle. So uh, when my mom, you know, wants to, she can curl up with all of us in her blanket in front of the castle. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> just that was a Mother's Day present. I, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a brilliant idea. And it was only um, like $45 or something. It was great. It was yeah, a fleece for, for blanket, blanket printed. Yeah, it was great. For Christmas, we did. Uh, we went with our family for Halloween. And then for Christmas, we took a group photo. And um, we printed it off. We printed out three copies for each family. And during the trip, we had taken my niece around. And we had a border that you autograph. Instead of a, a signature book, she had that signed by every character. And then she gave it back to us. I don't know why she trusted me with that, but she did, thankfully. And we actually, we photocopied the signature page and cut it out. And so um, our niece and her family have the original with the actual signatures in it. And then our family and uh, the grandparents have a matted border that's a copy of all the signatures with that photo printed in there. We all have it hung in our house. And you can't tell the difference, but it's just, it's a unique signature or new, unique souvenir all those signatures that uh, we would have had no other way to get it if it wasn't for Memory Maker yeah. and the PhotoPass service. And we've got a, um, 
another segment coming up in a future episode where we're going to talk about character interactions and how to get a great character interaction. Uh, and there's some tips we're going to have in there about things you can get autographed and ways to interact with characters and photos and things like that too. So good point. I'm, I'm excited about that one because character meets are one of my favorite things about going to the park. So yeah. well, we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Josh, we want to thank you for coming on again, especially short notice, but we just kind of felt like after last week, we had such a good time that we bring you back for one more. Um, Feel free, guys, to send us your magic shots in the comments and catch us next time as we switch gears. You see what I did there? Gears, switch gears. <laughs> uh, and we talk butterbeers next week, uh, next episode. So we are switching over to Universal. We're going to have a three-episode um, series. Yeah, series. <laughs> We're going to have a three-episode series on Universal and the Harry Potter, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter at the parks. Um but the first episode, we're going to discuss just Universal Florida in its own and how all three parks interact with each other and the differences between them. And if you want more information, Alan's got that for you. Yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at gearspodcast.com or just at gearspodcast on Facebook. Uh, for Twitter and Instagram, we are at gears underscore podcast and our website, www.gearspodcast.com. Uh, and there you'll be able to find links to Brian's page, my page, and more information about us. Uh, we'll definitely uh, post links on this uh, description, what the webcast for Josh and his links. And uh, that way you can follow us and keep up. But like we said, please send us your comments, uh, comment on the Facebook page, uh, you know, send us your uh, ideas for topics or discussions for future. We'd love to hear you and hear your feedback. Uh, and as usual, we're going to end the show with a quote. And today's quote we're going to tell you is from Jeannie. And Jeannie once said that today's special moments are tomorrow's memories. So make sure you capture those memories and hold them tight. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch yep. you next Thank episode. You. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Josh. Thank Thanks, you, Josh. <laughs>